0: What's up, ringers? Boop, boop, boop. That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. I, I, what, what what, happens when I hit record to, like, come in for an introduction of an episode? Well, that's what you get, folks. I don't know what to tell you.
1: The rest of the episode, you were like, yeah, I mean, love is just so great and amazing. And you start out the episode with, what's up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just bringing my, like, mm, to the episode. Yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing, guys. This episode is one where we're like really talking to the grooms and about grooms in general. This is an episode that I want you to be taking notes. This is a great episode to listen to together because we cover a lot of things. We cover a lot of feels. And it's just, I think you're going to see, especially if you listen together with your partner, I think you're going to see each other giving you faces or eyes or like little nods because there's going to be some things we say that are going to trigger some stuff and hopefully trigger some conversations because... That is the point. I also, Dan, I love how much you talk in this episode. I'm so happy I let you talk a you little throw
1: bit. Me, you gotta throw me a bone every once in a while here. <laughs> you know, guys, as you're going through this and listening and any of the other episodes that you listen to, one of the things I want you to think about is, if you get some value from this, if you feel like this is helping you or helping any of your friends, if you share with anybody, consider coming alongside of us and helping us share this with other couples, right? And you do that by going to patreon.com/paroi. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com/paroi. Uh, there's obviously uh, costs associated with the show and uh, and producing it and all that stuff, so you can come alongside of us um and help support us financially
0: yeah because guys here's the thing you don't hear ads in these episodes the past few seasons we have not done any ads every bit of support comes from you and that is how we're able to continue doing this so if we have enough people together that come together with their like little patreon amounts every single month i'm telling you it adds up to so much for us and we are so appreciative of that so think about that if you want to keep this like ad free and we want to keep this going we really need your help with that
1: Yep. And it's not just you giving us some money. We're giving you some value and things back, right? Um, some of the different tiers, uh, you get to uh, connect with us once a month. You can ask us questions. You can uh, talk with us one on one. You can talk with us in many different ways, right? And we're just here to help people out, narrow or figure out this wedding craziness planning from two people who both love what we do uh, and love helping our couples and watching their days be amazing.
0: You know it. Let's roll. Hey there ringers, welcome to the Put A Ring On It podcast. I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner of DPNAC Events.
1: And I'm Daniel Moyer, wedding photographer of Daniel Moyer Photography. Together, we are two wedding pros sharing our best tips, tricks, and advice for planning a wedding that feels good to you.
0: Because planning a wedding is hard work, but not anymore, because we've got your back. So Dan, are you ready?
1: You know it. Let's do this.
0: Hey, Ringers. Welcome to another episode. I am so excited. Dan, how are you doing today?
1: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling alive. Last night, we had a um, real crazy, uh, we all got into the car, everybody, and we drove 25 minutes to a pizza hut that is the closest to us, and we bought like all the food, and we just drove back. And it was like a very welcome break in like our normal routine. All the kids were great. And it was just like fun to like binge eat Pizza Hut and do the drive and like eat a whole bunch of food like in the cars we were driving. So that's what's on my mind right now. And it was awesome. And I feel like amazing how just like these little things in quarantine right now are just filling my love tank. So how about you?
0: (laughs) Those are things that I feel like I have memories of from when I was little, like not Every single time. But like those little moments that my parents made like a big deal out of and you could just tell like things felt exciting and fun and we were being goofy. I love those moments so much. I like that you had that. I'm good. It's like we're getting into fall, like actual fall, which is nice. I miss summer.
1: And strange that we're in September. Whew. Yeah,
0: it's been a weird year. So it's just right on trend, (laughs) right on trend.
1: I'm also excited because this is Great Grooms episode version 2.0. And we did an episode way, way, way back when in season one, which might be something if you listen to that, because that was when we were very early on and a little, little green. Yeah, a little green. So that was a ways back when I'm excited to be like, talking to our grooms again, right? Because let's be honest, this is an extremely bride-centric industry. And, you know, on our podcast, we talk to everybody. We do episodes for everybody, brides, grooms, everybody in the LGBTQ plus community. But today we're just talking straight to grooms. And I'm excited about that because I was one.
0: (laughs) You were one? I was. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah. No, that is very true. I am excited. We're always talking to the bride. Well, not us, but like the industry. It's so much bride, bride, bride crap. And you know what? I'm really excited for this episode.
1: Yeah, we're here for specifically grooms today. But, you know, there'll be some tips for all Marriers and all partners in this episode, too. So this episode really comes from a place of some things that both Danielle and I see and some encouragement for some grooms to really get their hands dirty and dig in. And we're going to break it down to a couple different times throughout the wedding day, the planning process and beyond um, some ways that guys can step in and be involved.
0: Yeah. And none of this is meant to be like, you know, like us shaking our finger at you or telling (laughs) you like what you're doing wrong. Right. Sometimes we just don't realize that what we're doing, that there could be an improvement made upon it. And this podcast is always about giving you guys as many tips as possible to set you up for as much good as possible. So we're going to break down this episode into like the kind of some things to go through as you're like in the planning process on the wedding day and then even a little bit after the wedding. So let's start with like while we're going through the planning process, Dan, is there a place that you're like before you do anything, just start here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's just one to get on the same page, right? It's a discussion about your priorities and what's important to each of the two of you, right? And whatever that looks like, maybe it's just sitting down and somebody saying, oh, you know, I'm really into the music and I'm really interested in that. So you'll take over the DJ. But maybe it's a little more formal and you literally list out like you list out. Are you excited, Danielle? Make a list. I perked up. (laughs) You list like every single thing that you need to do and you each put your name next to one of them or you just like do a little check mark box about the things that you You're interested in doing, you know, or that you have an opinion about.
0: Exactly. I think it's easy to assume that just because something, feels like a really big deal to you, I think it's easy to assume that that thing is an equally big deal to your partner. And that's not necessarily always the case. And I think if you have a discussion as early on as possible, you're able to see like, oh, that thing really means a lot to them. And it maybe doesn't necessarily mean a lot to me, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it means a lot to them and vice versa. So I think that's a really good tip because anytime we assume, right, we don't have to go any further with that analogy. Y'all know exactly what (laughs) happens when we assume. So as a couple's kind of like going through the process, I feel like there's some things that like can be handled solo, no problem. But then there's also some things that you can come together to decide on. And I think there's some big things that really should be decided on together, right? Would you agree, Dan? Yes. So Dan, what would you say those things are?
1: Actually, there's like five that we came up with, and I think that they are the date, the venue, the guest list, your ceremony details, because let's be honest, that's the heart of it. We all are excited about the party. We all want to get the ceremony over. But the ceremony is also one of the things that you'll remember most and is very important. And also last thing is the honeymoon. Super mm-hmm. important.
0: Now, that's not like, OK, five things check. Those are the big things, the heart of it all that I think should be discussed together and worked through together. Absolutely. All right. From here, Dan, so like we're in planning mode and I think there's something you and I both see often with regard to, you know, like how involved each person is.
1: Right. And I'm desperately trying not to stereotype here. But I think guys like this is an opportunity to step up and be in the zone and be a part of a team, right? You're not just supporting the headmaster who is planning the wedding. You are part of a team. And a lot of times I will hear from grooms and they'll say things like, oh, like I'm not really super interested in that or this is more her thing or whatever. Right. Um, There are plenty of times during our planning process where I did that, too. Right. Like I was just like, oh, babe, whatever you want. Right. And oh, babe, whatever you want does not work in every every circumstance, right? There are times when I think that's a great response where you can say like, you know what, whatever you need, whatever you want, I will absolutely do my best to give that to you, right? There's a difference between that and when my wife would come to me with a problem or a question or something and actually want my opinion, right? And I would say, oh, babe, whatever you want. And that was my cop-out answer to deflect responsibility of like having to do research to form an opinion or have to think about anything. Right. And what I realized kind of after several times of harassing my opinion and be like, I just need your help. Right. Her just saying, I, I just need your help realizing that like one, the big gift is having actually somebody value your opinion enough to ask about it, but two, like diving in a little bit and Googling for five minutes, even to just like form a small opinion about something be like, Oh, you know what? I think we should do blue and yellow, or I think we should do these flowers or whatever. Right. Like just, the tiniest bit and just like come together as part of a team. I think that is one of the best ways to step up and spearhead some of those things to both support alongside of each other to make yourselves a team.
0: Yeah, it's really about being involved right in the process it's not that you have to be not that either person has to be involved in every single last little decision but just showing up being involved and like being present too right like when you're making the time to talk wedding don't be distracted when you do like be there and make it count
1: yeah that talking wedding thing i think is important like watch what happens when you bring up something about the wedding Right. If I'm talking to a hetero couple here and the groom's like, you know what? I've been thinking about X, Y and Z. And he brings that up to his soon to be wife and just watch her be like, really? Right. Like, I, you know, my wife was thinking about the wedding a whole lot more than I was, even though I'm in the wedding industry. Right. But I think it was important when I would bring some of those things to her that I was also thinking about it, too, because the wedding is about the two of you coming together. And again, it's awesome when like you're both in it and you can show each other that you're both in it because this is about the two of you coming together. We're going to get into more some of that philosophy stuff later.
0: I think, too, it's not about like faking excitement or putting on a song and dance for the sake of putting on the song and dance either. Right. Like it's just even if you genuinely don't have an opinion, I think at the core of it, you might prefer one thing over another, even if it's for a small reason. And That can be your reason, you know what I mean? Like, do you like navy or black? Do you want the guys to wear navy or black? Like, I don't know, but maybe you have a slight preference toward navy because that would be different and cool. Say that. It's those really little things that make a difference. And on the other side, you also have the things that do matter to you, right? Like the importance to speak up about what matters to you is great.
1: Yeah, it is great. And I think it's good to take the lead then on planning those aspects, right? If photography is important to you, if music is important to you, they you say, oh, you know what? I'll contact some DJs. I'll contact some photographers. And maybe you take it from 10 down to three. And then you say, you know what? These are the three that I really like. What do you think, sweetie? Uh, right. <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, taking the lead on that is awesome.
0: For sure. And like communicate that, right? Say, hey, I'm going to do some research on that. Don't just start doing it. Maybe I guess is what I want to say. Like, Don't do double work. Like, talk through it. Communicate, right? Communicate, communicate, communicate. Okay, so one of the things I want to talk to is something I kind of see happen in sometimes when I have meetings with my clients, and I totally get it, and I think there's a lot of things that play with it, but I sort of see my bride say something about, I don't know, something that is not a big thing. It's small to the other person, right? And it's clear that it's a big deal to her, And as opposed to kind of going along with that, the groom will kind of make like a little bit of a dig at it or like a negative remark. And you just see it really deflate her. And obviously we do that in life, right? With our partners where we like say the thing, we don't mean to hurt the feelings. Like we're probably trying to make a joke. I do that all the time with Mike. And then I fail miserably because I just hurt his feelings. (laughs) Like we don't want to do that, right? It's not intentional, but we do it and it sucks, So do you have advice for guys in that situation? Like how do they navigate that so that they're not taking the wind out of the sails?
1: Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it's not uncommon for a lot of ladies to associate like a guy's negative attitude with like the fear of having negative feelings about marrying her, right? Like I think all that stuff is tied up together.
0: Right, it shouldn't be. Guys, listen, (laughs) (laughs) we recognize that The fact that you don't care about what color the napkin is has nothing to do with the fact that you don't care about marrying us. We know that those are two different things on two very different columns. Yet sometimes when we're in stressful situations, (laughs) we tend to blend those things together where suddenly this weird algebraic equation happens in our mind, which is if the napkin does not matter, then the groom does not want to marry us. What is happening here? (laughs) But it's the truth. I know I'm not alone in thinking that. Mike has never, we haven't even talked about napkin colors, but I know I'm not alone in thinking that.
1: Again, I think going back to, you know, what I said before about when my wife was asking me things during our planning process, there are many things that are going to be important to a bride. And, you know, you can concede on what's important, but still have an opinion. And there there were so many times when Rachel came to me and I was constantly just be like, oh, whatever you want, babe, whatever you want. And again, I realized that she just wanted me to have a little bit of an opinion. And in my mind, I was thinking I was giving her the freedom to have creativity and do whatever she wanted to take charge. But what she really wanted was just a little bit of help. And I think again, you're coming together as a team. And the last thing I wanted is like to instill any kind of fears in my wife's mind that I have any doubts about marrying her or that I am concerned at all about marrying her. Right. Like, yes, I was thinking like, oh, the napkin colors don't matter whatsoever to me. But if she equates napkin colors with my desire to marry her, I will really care about the napkins. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. Which is like silly. Right. I get that. But when you're tasked with making a lot of decisions and it feels like a lot of that is sitting on your shoulders that's why we go through this world with our partners right like we go through it for the support and for the people to say like that they have our back and vice versa so those little things really do tend to add up it's never just about the napkins ever it's never just about the napkins right like rationally we know that but sometimes that's the kind of where the weight of the world kind of falls another thing I want to talk about because I think this is where a lot of navigating the path gets really tricky, and that's with family.
1: Ooh, boy. Take it away, Danielle. (laughs) Ooh,
0: it's hot in here. So (laughs) we all have different family dynamics, right? Nobody has such a perfect family dynamic that they're just like, no, there's no problems and everybody's great. Like, there's always something, big, small, or otherwise. And I think, you know, as you're like navigating all the different decisions you have to make, sometimes our family is going to have different opinions. I feel as though it should be each person's job to kind of, tackle their own family with it, like divide and conquer a little bit, like come together, the two of you be a united front, but then divide and conquer when it comes to handling your family, because you don't want to make your partner do the dirty work with your family, because it's not uncommon that I'll see a groom not step up to his mom over something that he wants, but then the bride has to come in and be the quote-unquote bad guy and put her foot down because the groom like, well, you know, he wants what the bride wants, but he doesn't want to make waves with his mom. That's a really tricky thing. I think there's a way, not saying it's easy, but I think there is a way in most cases to have your opinion, to stand up for each other in the situation and still have a respectful conversation with your parent or whoever's trying to like insert their opinion on the thing. But I don't think it's necessarily fair to put it all on your partner if what they're saying you agree with.
1: Yeah. And aside from a family, because I feel like that's kind of a heavy thing. So I want to move on and do something happy (laughs) is the wedding registry, right? Like when you go out and we're recording this still in the COVID-19 quarantine pandemic thing. So I don't know, Bed Bath & Beyond might not be around as much. Uh, I don't know how much you're allowed to go into Bed Bath & Beyond right now or Pier One or any of those places you can do registries at, but they are Awesome. And it's not just about dishes and towels and all that stuff. Funny story. And I can't remember if we talked about this in Great Grooms one or not. Somebody got us a marshmallow shooter. We were walking around and we just like put this thing on there. I put like a bunch of random stuff on there. And this little mini marshmallow shooter was one of them. And somebody got it for us. And we have no clue to this day who got us the marshmallow shooter, but it is hilarious and we love it. But there's all kinds of other stuff like camping gear, and power tools and a new vacuum. Get a baller vacuum, one that you would never buy for yourself. You will need a baller vacuum. That's my tip. I'm done for recording this podcast.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're done. That's it. You're just going to walk. That's it. You can take the rest. No, vacuum. that's true. It's like the things that you wouldn't necessarily splurge on for yourself. But like you might have a group of like co-workers or a friend group that they could go in on that together. And instead of like getting you all like little tiny gifts and get you one like big gift that like, oh, that's awesome. I agree. Put that stuff on there
1: people love to go in on big gifts together. That for sure is like one thing that always happens. I mean, that happened with our wedding registry that happened with like our baby stuff. You know, that's what always happens. So let's shift gears here. I feel like we've covered the pre wedding stuff, the lead up to it and talk about actual wedding day. And this is what I love because there's so many things I've seen on wedding days where it's like, wow, that was classy AF to do. or whatever. <laughs> right? You the know? Things
0: that you're like, I got to make a little mental note of that and share that Here's the thing. There's like a lot of stuff that's going down on your wedding day. And sometimes as you're leading up to it, you'll see something. You'll be like, oh, that's a good idea. I should do that. But then if you don't take the next step, it kind of like fizzles out into the other ear and you're on to the next thing and you forget about it. So if there's anything to take away from this episode is like if things that we're saying are like, I like that a lot, jot it down, jot it down and commit to doing it because I promise you these things go a very long way on the wedding day, in just like filling that person's tank up, right? So I want to start with like, what little something can you do as the groom to kind of fill your partner's love tank that day pre ceremony, right? So you kind of have an idea, especially because like you've been involved throughout this process. Now you have a general idea of what their morning's going to look like. And on the whole, they're not going to be freaking out. Hopefully they're going to have their act together, but they're going to be a little bit stressed or at the very least going through some feels, right? So I think it's important to say like, what can I do for them? Just like a little something. What can I do for them?
1: So if anybody out there is listening to this and has not read or listened to or familiarized themselves with Dr. Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages, it is a great book. It's also just a great way to like kind of speak to your partner's things that they love, right? And It's um, a game changer. It's a game changer. It's pretty awesome. It was very helpful in my marriage. Uh, I know, Danielle, you said that you and Mike did it. It's pretty awesome. So there are things I think if you think about your partner and think about the things that like really fill them up, if you just take notice to when they seem happiest on whatever you've done, chances are that they probably fall into some of these different categories, right? Words of affirmation, gifts, physical contact, or like sense of touch, acts of service, things like that, right? So if you think about them and they're more of like an affirmation kind of person or words of affirmation, think about if prior to the wedding, if you spend an hour or 15 minutes or whatever it is, just writing a sweet card to your soon-to-be-significant other about how excited you are to marry them, whatever, right? Like that is gonna fill them up and just like, Be so excited. Can't wait to see you at the altar or whatever. Right. Front of the aisle. Gifts. Send them flowers. Or if they're more acts of service, um, how can you spend a little time like making a getting ready playlist for them or leaving like a little video note on their phone or something like that? Like it can be anything, anything that like. Maybe you send them a breakfast or bottle of champagne to the hotel or something, right? I mean, I guess that would also be gifts, but like, you know, just things that would like help them out. And the last one, physical touch and quality time are difficult because like obviously you're going to be separated, but there are some ways to break tradition where like – you know, maybe you have a first touch instead of like a first look or whatever. So you you stand on those sides of the door and you just reach around and hold each other's hands for like a moment before the ceremony or anything like that.
0: Or like if you know quality time is really important to them and you see them getting stressed, ask them like, hey, do you want to spend the morning together? Like we can get ready together. We don't screw traditions. You don't have to do whatever it is just because some magazine Told you to, you know, right?
1: I think this also goes back to the thing that I've been talking about a lot lately on the past couple episodes, is where you take your reconnection weekend or or whatever, right? So you can kind of, if you're going to be apart, you know, the night before the wedding and all that morning, setting aside some time leading up to the wedding to like spend some real quality time together, aside from work, aside from wedding planning, all that stuff, to really kind of like fill each other up a little bit.
0: For sure, I like that idea a lot. Another thing I want to talk about is complimenting that person Dan your haircut looks mighty nice today thank you
1: <laughs> I, I cut my hair all the time by myself I'm not going out right now
0: I yeah, put braids in my hair myself pretty proud oh, of it. oh
1: nice
0: see how I had a fish for that guys here's the thing don't make her fish for it <laughs> tell your partner how good they look right yeah. she put every bit of thought into what she's going to look like. And I can probably promise you that she's also watched videos online of grooms losing their mind, seeing their person for the first time and like crying and having all this thing. Okay, so it's not fair for anybody to have like an expectation of how the other person's going to react, right? We know that. That's not fair. But if you bring your genuine self to the situation, especially the first time you see them, and let whatever you're feeling show and radiate out of you, Man, is that going to feel good for them?
1: Yeah, it's not just looks either, right? Like, you know, there are some things that are gonna be important to your significant other, like if they're a huge centerpiece person, right? And they're like, oh my gosh, I want to do these lanterns with books underneath and flowers all around. You can see they're like getting excited about it. When the wedding day comes and you see those centerpieces, you see the room for the first time and you walk up and you go, holy moly sugar honey iced tea these are amazing look at how awesome you did you know your vision came together you know look how awesome these are you totally nailed it right just like building people up it's awesome right
0: yeah yeah. it's those little things that fill everybody's tank around you that day and when it comes to filling other people's tanks too you also have your wedding party right if you're going the route of having like best man and groomsmen and all that stuff don't forget about them too and now it's like now i feel like we're like loading like don't forget about this make sure you do that that's not what this is about so i want to make sure i'm not wording that in a way that makes anybody feel like they're not enough in that sense. But again, these are just little tips to like jot down for future, but show your wedding party your gratitude for them.
1: Yeah. What ways have you seen them show support and ways to thank them?
0: Well, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways. One I've seen that will they'll go like have a nice experience together that morning, like maybe they'll get like a hot shave or they'll go golfing. Or like there's also just a traditional groomsman gift just to be like, hey, you're in my wedding. Thanks so much. What have you seen, Dan?
1: Uh, Same things, right? Like I think of, you know, little gifts to show appreciation. And whenever it's gifts, I think the ones that work best are ones that are not like flask with wedding date on it, right? Like I have a ton of those and I definitely use them at times, but you know, there's certain things I've seen where it's like this really cool, like straight razor shave kit or like just like things that kind of transcend the wedding day. And I think putting like a little bit of thought into those things is pretty cool and definitely builds up some of your guys. I've seen like really awesome pocket knives, I don't know, just all kinds of cool stuff like that that just, you know, show a little bit of thought and appreciation for those people who are coming around you to support you.
0: Yeah. And the same goes for your parents, right? And your family support system. like take the time to not just thank your parents but also your partner's parents whether they contributed at all to making it happen whether they were complete pains in the butt throughout the process whatever they did throughout their life and affected your partner and led you to where you are right here right now and not to say as you owe it all to them but just saying like thank you like taking them to the side having a private moment I think really goes a long way
1: Yeah, I also think that showing gratitude to your guests as well is important. But a time to thank everyone, and maybe it's a big public moment, is a thank you speech. And it's somewhat traditional. I don't see them as much anymore, but it's so classy, right? You have all your people there in front of you, people who are important to you, to stand up and just say thank you for coming together. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being here. And it's a great time to say thank you, Mom and Dad. Thank you grandpa, grandma, thank you to all these people who are super important to you. And I think that just goes to being, you know, we've talked about this before, a gracious host, where you're appreciative and thankful, because it takes a village to put a wedding on or to raise a child and all those things. And just being a stand up couple to thank all those people for being there and like taking a moment out of your wedding day to thank everybody else is a very classy and beautiful thing to do.
0: Right. Because you also have to look at it as those people chose to come. They took time that day to get dressed up. Maybe they traveled there to see you. They Maybe they took off work to see you. Like, they put a lot of effort into being there to support you in this process, too. And it's easy to get kind of like wrapped up in all the minutia and the details and the, you know, the timelines and all this stuff. But like, they did that for you. They're only there for the two of you. And that's a really great thing. And I agree. I'm surprised you say you don't see them as often. I see them a lot, though. I'm also realizing that's maybe because I tell my couples we should really <laughs> give. A thank you
1: speech. Yeah, uh, I think there's so many things that go into being like a gracious host more than just like the thank you speech. Right. And that's just being genuinely interested in when people come up and saying thank you. Right. Because it's easy to be pulled in a million different directions when like somebody's walking up, giving you a card, and you've got to go do this or that. But taking like a minute, to look somebody in the eye and say thank you, right? When they're handing you a card with money in it, right? And you're just like, oh, thanks. You know, and then you got to like run off and do something else. But I think it's important that like giving people a little bit of time and showing like a moment of like actual thanks and appreciation for each person when they come up and say, oh, thank you or whatever, because you're not going to get a chance to talk to everybody. So if they come up to you and they're like leaving early or something, it's just a nice thing to give them one brief moment of attention and say, oh, thank you so much for coming. Hugs.
0: Yeah. And you know what? It makes it really tough to do that is when you're drunk as a skunk. (laughs) truth (laughs) seen that so here's the thing i don't judge anybody like you do you and like you do what's best for you that day but i've seen the gamut of drunkenness on a wedding day to the point where we spent the last hour once of a reception looking for a groom because he got so drunk and wandered off and we couldn't find him (laughs) so he was out in the parking lot somewhere and that's okay too that's not judging but Think about how you want to spend that time with these people.
1: Right. I think if you both are on the same page about getting lit up at the reception and want to have a good time, do it. What I would say is like – Lit up or just
0: lit, Dan? What's the lingo? I think they just get lit. I don't know if you're getting lit up.
1: Well, I think – I don't know. I think lit is like, oh, man, that's so lit, which is like cool. Okay. I don't know. This is bad. We should, we're going to stop. We got to stop right here.
0: (laughs) Aging ourselves. (laughs) Yep.
1: (laughs) Anyway, um, if you guys want to get super crunk. um,
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, that's much better. (laughs)
1: Oh man. Uh, If you guys, you know, want to get drunk and have a good time at the reception, like by all means do it up. It's your wedding day. What I would say is be cautious about drinking before the ceremony. Nothing has put a weird turn of events on things as when like, a priest or an officiant or other couple smells liquor on somebody else's breath when they're like there. Uh, And I don't know if you've seen this, but I saw a ceremony stopped because the groom was too drunk. And there's a law where like you have to be of sound mind to be able to enter into the agreement or the contract of marriage. And if you're too drunk, they won't let you do it. Right. I think that's a law.
0: Well, I don't know if it's a law because it falls under like religious stuff. But I have definitely heard at the rehearsal the night before, I have heard the priest say or the pastor say, do not show up here tomorrow drunk or I will not marry these people. And that goes for the groomsmen, too, because they are sort of the witnesses and the supporting team of it all. Yeah. So I've never had anybody stop it, but I have had the threat uh, given. Gotcha. So, gotcha. It's, But it's real. It's a real thing.
1: Yeah. Rachel and I didn't drink at all on our wedding day. And we like to. We like to drink. We like to have a party. But um, there was just something we kind of came – to the, I don't know, feeling beforehand. We're just like, I don't need to. We want to be like around and remember it and not be like sick the next morning or hungover or anything, you know? And then I've seen other people get super drunk and have the time of their lives in the next morning or the next like week or whenever we're doing their album design consultation, they're like, it was amazing. Everything was awesome. We had so much fun. And it's different folks for different strokes, but be on the same page about it.
0: Ooh, yes. Also, Once you get on that same page, don't do anything behind the back. Don't say, like, I said, we're not going to drink, but like, I'm just going to go do a quick shot over here real quick. I promise you that is the fastest way to a fight that I have ever seen in my life.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Being on the same page, I think, is a thread that we're talking about throughout this whole episode. I just keep hearing it come up. So
0: yeah, Yeah. I think we say that a lot in every episode, quite frankly, right? That should be our tagline. Put a ring on a podcast. Be on the same page.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very inspiring.
0: (laughs) We'll workshop it, it'll be fine. Eight seasons in, it's fine, we're still figuring it out. I'm just gonna be really frank here.
1: But your name's Danielle.
0: I know, call me that Frank joke. for this moment. <laughs> Guys, the only way I can say this is don't be a curmudgeon about getting your photos taken. If you're going to hire a photographer and you're going to invest that money into it, I think it's fair to at least show up to the time when it's time to take photos with the best of intentions, right? So express concerns when you're like planning and saying like, you know what, like, I don't love getting my picture taken. I don't know how much time I want to spend taking my photos. But the more you roll with photos on the wedding day, friends, the less time you'll spend taking them because your face won't look dumb. That's basically (laughs) what I'm going to say. If your yeah. photographer is like struggling to get it out of you, you feel it. You feel it. The air feels it. The energy feels yep. it. Ugh,
1: yeah. Here's my tip from a photographer, right? Number one, like I feel like one of my greatest strengths is like my ability to like raise or lower the energy level of a situation, right? But there are times when I can see that my couple's done. Right, they're just like over it. And that's when I stop. But what I try to tell them is like, if you're not interested in having your picture taken or like you're just nervous about it or whatever, here's the number one tip. And this is for say, uh groom is not super excited about having his picture taken. Think about not having your picture taken and just loving on your significant other. Just like whisper in their ear how good they look, give her smooches on the cheek, just like wrap each other up, just give hugs. And like, that's the stuff that most tarvers are looking for. They're looking for a connection between the two of you. Sure, when you need to look at the camera and smile, do that. But if you just spend 15 minutes, 20 minutes, a half hour just being like, oh, this is awesome. I love you so much. This is amazing. This is our wedding day. How awesome is that? Like just think about that kind of stuff. And I promise if you do that, forget about the pictures being taken. Your pictures are going to be amazing because you're just excited to one, be loving on your significant other, right? Like that's not a bad way to, to go buy things is to like have to hug for 15 minutes or a half hour and kiss and smooch and squeeze each other, right? Like that's not that bad. But I would say just focus on each other for a little bit and just pour it on thick, even if it's for a little bit, even if you feel silly, just do it. And I promise your picture is going to be amazing because it's real.
0: Right. And thinking about it like this, like you can spend the next 15 20 minutes half an hour being like really annoyed and in a bad mood or you can spend it with this person that you love that you either just married or you're about to marry making them feel good and making them laugh and smile which road do you want to take right now right like that's what you need to tell yourself when you feel yourself getting to that point of like irritability and all that stuff
1: i would also say keep your photographer in the loop if if like you're really struggling or like something's really on your mind, she's like, hey, I need five minutes. I need to take a couple a break. I need to get a drink. I need to go to the bathroom. It's After the ceremony, you're having your pictures taken. And if you're on the same page about drinking, sometimes like having a drink can loosen you up a little bit. And I think definitely just be in touch with your photographer. If they have a half hour that built in for photos and you just need five minutes, just be like, I need five minutes. I need to recollect myself because you've probably been doing wedding party pictures and family pictures already and your cheeks are tired from smiling and you just like need a break. So tell them that be like, give me five minutes, then come back in actually five minutes and then bust it out and you'll be feel much better. And then you can go eat and do whatever. Right. But just be open about what you need at that time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Here's a tip too. if you or both of you or one of you are someone that's like not really excited about the photo part of it you are a fantastic candidate to do first look photos where you can get a lot of it done before everybody arrives because i promise once everybody gets there the last thing you're going to want to do is go do a thing you don't want to do versus spend time with all these amazing people that absolutely you invited to be there so take that really into consideration for sure well no let's talk about after the wedding
1: yeah I want to go to this first because the thing that's on all my mind right now. Well, I guess we should probably talk about honeymoon first.
0: Dan, this is your podcast, too. We will talk about whatever you want, dear.
1: All right. So. When you get into the honeymoon, so many couples like right before the wedding, they're like, I just can't wait for the honeymoon. You get into the wedding day. Wedding day is awesome. Take that like excitement and joy and gratitude and all that stuff into the honeymoon, right? The honeymoon's amazing because like it's one of the only times where like everybody gets it. Nobody's going to be emailing you. Nobody's going to be text messaging you except for me. my mom. She's like, hey, how's your honeymoon going? Literally like three days in. It's ridiculous. But everybody gets it. And it's like it's this amazing time where like even people who are there with you when you meet people say you, I don't know, like we went to Disney, right? And they make a thing out of it. People are like, oh, this is awesome. Like there's, there's an air about it. And I say, just let yourself get wrapped up in that and just carry the support, carry the joy, carry the compliments, carry all that excitement through, you know, the honeymoon, because it is such a magical and amazing time where like people just get it. And everybody's like wishing you well wishes, especially when they realize that you're on your honeymoon. It's awesome. It's just, just carry that excitement through it all and just enjoy like, spending this uninterrupted time with your significant other on this like really once-in-a-lifetime feeling thing that you get to do.
0: That just made me excited for the honeymoon that I have not yet planned but will eventually (laughs) plan. I'm working on it.
1: (laughs) All right. So I'm also thinking – I feel like this is jumping ahead on your timeline here. but Go for um, it. Be – 100% 100% ready when you get back from the honeymoon. It's like to feel a little bit strange, right? Like there's this thing that you've been planning for a year or two years or less that you've spent so much time doing, and all of a sudden now it's over. It's very weird and it's very strange that there's like this adjustment period. But I think if you plan for it and think about it and kind of are ready for the post wedding blues, by scheduling some new things, scheduling some activities, scheduling some parties at uh, hobbies or activities you can do together. You start filling that time. That was the two of you working together to plan a wedding with the two of you working together on your relationship, right? Cause time together, constructive time is working on your relationship is growing closer, is laughing together. Right. Um, and you have to plan that kind of stuff. Rachel and I plan our date nights. It's a little harder now with three kids, but you know, we plan our date nights. We plan, you know, our time together. So the more you do that, the closer you're gonna be in your relationship.
0: Right. Because guys, the wedding is not the finish line. You know, in your relationship, you made it to the wedding and now it's like smooth sailing. It is it's just not the case. The wedding is a beautiful, a beautiful milestone in your relationship. But I very much hope that that is not your destination. Right. You're going to carry on far past that. And so important to do all of those little things to keep it going. I think the only other tip that I have, which now feels really practical and silly after all this (laughs) stuff is like help with the thank you cards. okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think anytime you get to work together, right, it's planning ways to keep the romance alive. It's planning date nights, because, again, if you don't plan it, all of a sudden, like everything is grabbing at your time. And after the wedding, like so many couples tell me like, oh, so weird. One, getting photos back kind of brings closure to the wedding. So I've heard that right. Like and that's why I love my job is that I get to like be there, you know, a couple of weeks after and like help people relive it. But also just planning those things, like I said before, planning ways to keep the romance alive. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on It Podcast. Hey, before we wrap up this episode, we want to take a minute and give lots of love and virtual high fives to all of our Patreon supporters. We wouldn't be here without you. You guys are the best.
0: Yeah, you are. And if you want to join this fabulous community of ringers, Because let's be real, things are way easier when you have a solid support system who's going through it just like you are. Check out our Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I, or just click the link in the show notes.
1: Yeah, not only are you helping out our show, but we are committed to bringing you a ton of extra help along the way. Like we've said, we got your back.
0: Another way you can show your support is to rate, review, and subscribe in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now.
1: If you want to dive deeper on anything that we talked about today, check out the show notes at putaringonitpodcast.com.
0: And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, where you can catch some more tips, see Dan's amazing photos, and watch some behind the scenes bloopers. Follow us at Put a Ring on It Podcast. Now, friends, remember, we are here to help you, but no matter whose advice you follow or what decisions you make, know that your wedding is going to be amazing. Because you rock!
1: Until next time, ringers.